What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, College Football, and NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Joined, as always, on Monday, I got Mello with me. Suffering through some allergies, but I'm here. Yeah, allergies here are bullshit right now. I can barely and breathe. Connor in New York, where I will be. Hello, hello, everyone. That's where I will be when you're listening to this, because I have a flight at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And that's the world I'm living in. So uh, it'll be fun, that though. time of year, buddy. It is that time of year. Connor and I will be together for the Wednesday morning show. We got a stick to football short coming out for you Tuesday morning with Connor and the tallest quarterback in the world, or at least looks so next to Connor or no, any of no, us. No, he is. Tyree yeah. Jackson. <laughs> How uh, did that feel, Connor? Because he is a uh, large human being. Hilarious, because <laughs> he comes into the office and, you know, he's with Vayner Sports. So the great guys over there brought him by. And they're both the the two guys that were with him are both the same exact height as me. So we took a yeah. picture before he left, <laughs> and it's us three and him, and he's so much taller. He, we took it in front of the BR sign in the uh, elevator lobby, yeah. And he blocked. You can't see the B. That's it's just amazing. us four, and you see the lit up R. But I mean, one of the coolest, nicest dudes, and uh, just so down to earth, and we had a great time. So I'm really excited for everyone to hear that on Tuesday. Yeah, man, we got some news and notes to get to before we jump into the show today. Which is, if you listen to last week's mock draft Monday, we went round one, and we did an unscripted mock draft, so we don't know who each other's picking. You got to like go on the fly. Today we're going to extend that. We're going to do round two of that unscripted mock draft. But before we get there, I got some news and notes that we got to get through. Draft weekend. A lot of you guys have been asking on Twitter, what are we doing draft weekend? And I feel like we've buried the lead on this. So I want to address it at the top of the show. Thursday night, when the NFL draft starts, Adam Lefko of the Lefko Show, Connor and myself will be on a desk in Bleach Report Studios streaming analysis of every pick live on Twitter, YouTube, and in the BR app. We're going to break down every pick. And what I always say to you guys is, I grew up, I loved the NFL draft. My least favorite part of it was after the first five picks, the networks kept talking about the first five picks. And I was spoiled as a kid. My Niners always picked late in round one. It's like, guys, I want, tell me JJ Stokes is going to suck. I want to know. And they wouldn't. They would talk about whoever got picked early. We will not do that to you. Once Kyler Murray's picked, we're on to whomever's next. And then whomever's after that, we're not going to do the flashbacks. We're not going to have the awkward interviews. We're not going to show you that damn hug with the commissioner. What you're going to get is like real, actual analysis of who that player is and how they will make your team better or worse. So that's Thursday night, Friday night. We're going to come back and do the same damn thing. Rounds two, round three, you're going to get great coverage. Saturday, plans are still being hammered out, but you can bet your asses that at least for rounds four and five, you're going to get coverage of the actual picks. And then you're also getting a Stick to Football episode recap of every day. So Friday morning, you'll have Stick to Football. Saturday morning, you'll have a Stick to Football. And then Monday morning, you'll have a Stick to Football that recaps the whole thing. So I know we're all excited. We'll all be together in New York for the week. It's going to be a hell of an expense report. I know that. I just hope I don't get in a fight again. <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah. be great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> avoid that at all costs, especially during draft week. Maybe yeah. after. And and one more thing too, Matt. Uh, for everybody that doesn't have the BR app yet, definitely get that. We're going to be grading every single team's draft. So in the BR app, there will be exclusive videos for every single team with a draft grade, draft analysis at the end of the entire thing. So. A lot going on. It's all going to be awesome. If you've watched with us before, it'll look a little different in a great way. A lot of new, exciting things that'll yeah. be on there. And if you haven't watched with us, I think you'll enjoy the experience. You could still have it on TV if you want, but all you have to do is pull up your laptop, phone, iPad, whatever you got, and just you know follow along with us. It's always a great time. Always a great time. And if you've missed this news, because um, it kind of got buried in the, the midst of draft season, is that you can actually get sick to football daily. 
on your smart speaker. So if you have a Google Home or an Alexa smart speaker, you can just ask it, hey, so like I have a Google Home. I just say, hey, Google, play me, stick to football daily news briefing. And you get to hear this lovely voice for about three minutes, which was longer than my first marriage, telling you the news of the day in terms of college football, the NFL, and the NFL draft. So Connor's my producer on that. We're having a lot of fun with it. I think we're hitting our rhythm. Like I'm getting funnier, or I feel like I am. I don't know. I want to. Yeah, no, I'm just no? kidding. It's been really good. Um, I want to no, do a really good. Day maybe though, like a PG, like knock knock jokes. You know. Just, Maybe. We'll talk to Jesse about it. I think it could hit, though. I think that's going to get declined. You think? <laughs> Real fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Faster than Listen, I just did it. <laughs> yeah. Doing them every day in the summer, you better come up with some yeah, kind of right? routine. Yeah. I'll tell you that and much. The You'll Royals, be ready for stand-up. The Royals the are now 18 games out of first place. Because <laughs> that's uh, all we'll be talking about. And one more thing before we get to this mock draft, guys. Uh, if you want some BR gear, if you want the stick to football shirts that you see us wearing, go to the BR shop. It's bleacherreportshop.com. If you use the promo code draft, you get 20% off. So it's a great deal. And hopefully we, we've pitched some ideas for new merchandise. Hopefully we'll see some of those in the store real soon. So those are all the, the bills are paid now. I've given everyone the promotional yeah. stuff. Woo, got through Done. that stuff. Now I can have fun. Let's do it. Um, before we jump into the mock draft, I wanted to run one thing, two things by you guys. Lance Zerline, who's a good friend of ours, uh, works at NFL Network, said this week that he has heard that NFL teams are not as high on Dwayne Haskins, and he feels like his draft stock was a media creation. As the two people who I know uh, in, in the whole draft industry, the two people who I know who have maybe been the most cautious about Dwayne Haskins are the two of you. So, Mello, uh, do you want to pat yourself on the back or just be, like, apoplectic and say, I told you so? No, I just think it's time that we start recognizing me as the influencer that I am. Uh, everybody <laughs> that listens to this podcast has probably tried a natty light by now. You're welcome. Uh, and I think everybody else is finally starting to come around on Dwayne Haskins as well. And there's a ton of other things that I've said throughout my year and a half of doing this. Wow. It's just, I'm always right. Just don't question me. Just go with the flow. Eventually, you'll come around and you'll agree with me. Well, Connor, I don't know how you're going to top that. I, I don't really have anything to follow up with. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'll man. say this. If I was a betting man, and since I do have residency in New Jersey, I can be if I want to be. Um, I would bet if Washington doesn't trade for Josh Rosen that they end up with Dwayne Haskins. I can see it. That's just my gut feeling. I think it's combined with two things. One, I don't think Haskins will go in the top you know, five picks. And it'll open up the door where Washington can trade up for him and not get completely robbed of all their draft capital. So if they don't get Josh Rosen, then I think they have a really good chance to get Dwayne Haskins. And I think it was really good from Lance because I think it I mean, we've kind of been saying for a while, like we all have, I feel like early second round grades on Haskins. He's in our what top 30 players at. I don't yeah. know, Mello, maybe not, <laughs> but anyway. I, um, I wouldn't put him there. I have him at 19. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, and I think I have him at 25 or 24. So, I just think when we talk about quarterbacks, we always think top three or top five, and sometimes, you know, more top 15 kind of picks, and I think that's what Haskins will be. Yeah. Um, I will throw this nugget out here. I tweeted it Sunday morning, and I know, like, it's lying season, so people are like, oh, it's probably not true, but I will say there's been a lot of talk that the Cincinnati Bengals could take a quarterback early this year. So if Haskins is there at 11, I wouldn't rule that out, especially like I, I think we talked about this Friday morning. There's some similarities to Jared Goff with his game and Zach Taylor's coming from LA. Well, and I also think that a lot of people even agree on this. Haskins is probably going to have to sit a year. He did not come yeah. from a pro style offense 
Uh, that was very much a college game. I think he's going to have to go to a team, even if it is the New York Giants, uh, or the Washington Redskins, maybe even the Cincinnati Bengals. He should probably sit for at least half the year. I mean, we saw Baker Mayfield sit for like six games. I think Haskins is going to have to go with a similar route. Let's get into this mock draft, guys. No more bullshit. Mello, you are on the clock first with the Arizona Cardinals in our mock draft Monday. They took Kyler Murray at first overall. You're on the clock at 33, buddy. Uh, There's a lot of places that the Cardinals could go here, and obviously there's a lot of talent. We talked about that last time. That's still on the board. They went ahead and addressed their quarterback. Now I think they're going to go with somebody that can protect him. I'm going with Elton Jenkins here. I really like his game, and the center value is really going to start to shoot up. I was toying around with some mock drafts earlier today. I don't even think my boy Garrett Bradbury is going to be there when the Chiefs pick anymore. And I think that's going to bring up Elton Jenkins' stock. And if you can get him right here, second round, first pick, I think that's good value for him and the way he can play. Yeah, I like him. He was someone that we, I early in the year, excuse me, that he might be able to sneak into the first round. Then Garrett Bradbury came around. Um, they do need a center. And man, Melo, I think one thing that you're right on, the trend of the offensive linemen are going to go early. Like, it happens every year. But like, offensive mm-hmm. linemen are going to go earlier than a lot of people expect. All right, I'm on the clock at 34 with the Indianapolis Colts. They took Jeffrey Simmons uh, in the first round of Mock Draft Monday. And, like, to keep this truly unscripted, I want to be honest, I haven't thought about who I was going to take here because I didn't know who you were going to take. <laughs> so, like, I wasn't, like, sitting at home like, oh, well, I know who's left on the board. I'm going to take this player, this player, this player. So, Looking at the Colts' needs, one thing that I've talked about, like, uh, maybe they should do this in round one, but they didn't with us. They took Jeffrey Simmons. I'm actually going to take Jonathan Abram here. Uh, Pairing him with Malik Hooker. You're just bringing the whole Mississippi State defense. Yeah, I really am. We're going to find a way to get Jamal Peters next. So I'm going to take Jonathan Abram. I really am. I think that pairing a physical, like, think about what Chris Ballard and Frank Reich have done. You get Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith. Like, you get some ass kickers, some tough guys, Darius Leonard. Jonathan Abram fits that mold. Like you want somebody who just plays at 150 miles an hour and will, I mean, he got taken out of at least one game for targeting last year. And there was another that was questionable. So I love the way Abram plays. He's a round one player. In my opinion, this is a, for Simmons, you're not getting immediate impact with Abram. You would. Oh, he also ended one of his own teammates in the spring game. So, I mean, <laughs> yes. that's the kind of player he is such a Chris Ballard kind of player. I really like that fit and the landing spot. 35 Oakland Oakland Raiders. They got Devin White, Rocky Sin, and Josh Jacobs. So they're cleaning up pretty well here coming off of round one. And I'm going to go Dalton Reisner here. I think they continue the trend of building up that offensive line. And Reisner's the perfect pick because he's a guy that can play in all three spots. He's started out as center. He's played right tackle. I think he could play guard. We saw John Gruden and him absolutely jawing at each other in a good way at senior bowl practice. So when I look at Oakland here, I just think Reisner... That's kind of his sweet spot at 35. What do you guys think of that pick? I have bad news for you. <laughs> Mello took him at 31. Oh, I Googled <laughs> him on the F4, and he wasn't even there. Yep. yep. Oh, all right. That's what I've been doing for every single one. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it's Damn, going you to be very tricky with this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> finding who's still available. Yeah. Wow. All right. I'm absolutely uh, stuck right now, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I guess I'll go with Eric McCoy. Because and this is That's early it. for him. I like him. I, yeah, I think this is early for him. But I think I just think they're going to stay very firm with their needs. And, and I think I'm not saying that they have to go find a center right away. But I think they're going to try to get younger on the interior of this group. And I think they'll take guys that they either see as versatile or they'll take guys they see as 
you know, pieces for the long term of this offense. So, and this is what's tough about doing this on the fly. I mean, this is what happens to teams. Sometimes their guy is taken out from under them and they have to think really fast. And sometimes they stick to their board of need. Sometimes they stick to their board of talent. So I'll go with Eric McCoy in this. Spot. I want to tell a story before you go to your Niners pick. I've heard of this happening. Like you said, this happened to a team. There was a team and it's a new regime is in place now, probably two more since then, but they got to the fourth round and they didn't have any players left on their board. How do you do that? <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's unthinkable, but this, it, it was a terrible front office and they got to round four. They had no players left. And the GM was like in round four, like your clock's not very long, right? He starts to panic. and He's like, Oh, just take this guy. And they did, and it, like he didn't even make it through training camp. So impressive. Right. Yeah, you know, I like this center class though, and we've talked about two of them so far. And then Garrett Bradbury, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw two of them, or maybe even all three of them, go in the first round. There are just a lot of teams there at the back of round one that need some kind of interior lineman, and if they can't start at center right away. I think they can play some guard, especially with Jenkins and exactly. probably McCoy, yep. and then work into that center position by the end of the season. Yeah, because yeah, like they got Rodney Hudson there. So, and I know a lot of people are gonna, you know, probably say, "Hey, like we have Hudson, we don't need him." So play this is more guard. of like, th- yeah, exactly. This is more of play him where you need to right now, and long term, you will have yourself a center if you need that. Yep, yep. So it's yeah, it's just they're gonna stick to their board and they're gonna. Probably, I would be really shocked if they don't prioritize offensive line in the top two rounds. Yeah, I agree with that completely. You're up again, man, with uh, someone's old team, the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, well, now I'm freaking out that this player might no, be I gone. As You're I good. Fran- I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so someone's 49ers get Debo Samuel right here. And this is a pick that if you know Kyle Shanahan, uh, he will go into this draft looking for his guys. And with the way Debo plays, I could see him being one of his guys. I could see him being his new Pierre Garcon. And you know that he loved Pierre Garcon. I mean, that was his guy. And I think Debo has the same toughness, the same play style. So I like the fit there. I think the Niners need more at wide receiver. I don't think they need to go answer that with the second overall pick. So Matt can actually you know, chill out a little bit and not have to worry <laughs> about DK Metcalf at number two. I think they can get a really, really good wide receiver here at 36. I will say, man, sometimes, you know, like I, I don't tell you guys everything I hear because I got to keep some stuff back to myself. I've heard that if Nikhil Harry's gone, Debo's their guy at 36. And that was the first player I, I searched for. I said Nikhil Harry, and then I was like, that one, he's definitely gone. If Mello's in the mock draft, <laughs> Nikhil <laughs> yeah. Harry is not making it out of round one. Exactly. exactly. No I'm not getting Dalton play. Reisner this time. God, yeah. what Good a horrible try. moment for me. <laughs> That's all right. We've all had low moments. I'm so nervous now. Like, I'm watching Matt pick in front of me. And I'm like, don't take my guy. Don't take my guy. Don't take my <laughs> this guy. This is like the real draft. It is because as soon as you typed in your guy into our doc that we have going, I'm like, oh, yes. All right. <laughs> Thank God. I'm all my set. guy's there. <laughs> all right. 37 New York Giants. Uh, we had them taking Dwayne Haskins and Cleveland Furl in the first round. And this is maybe not the most Dave Gettleman thing, but I think it needs to happen. Trayvon Mullen, corner from Clemson. You got Sam Beal in the third round of last year's uh, uh, supplemental draft. What was that word? Escaped my mind completely. And he unfortunately suffered an injury, missed the year. I don't think that Janoris Jenkins is long for this ball club. So getting younger at corner uh, is a huge area of need. You guys know I love Mullen. He's physical. He showed out big in the college football playoffs. I, I personally think he should be drafted around one, but it seems like the teams are going to value guys. More, you know, Greedy Williams is going to go one. The, Byron Murphy is going to go around one. Maybe Rocky Sin. Trayvon Mullen could slip here to 37. 
Yeah, I agree with you. And somebody else in that room is going to have to be talking up corners because I don't know if Gettleman will listen to it. But it's definitely a need because they're probably not going to pay anybody in that secondary. If you're going to let Landon Collins walk because you don't want to pay him $11 million, you're probably not giving (laughs) Janoris Jenkins any kind of money either. I am up the Jacksonville Jaguars. We had them taking Jawan Taylor at tackle in the first round. And I think they're going to keep on the offensive side of the ball. That defense is just so nasty. Nick Foles is going to need some targets in Jacksonville. So they're going to go get Hakeem Butler, probably the biggest target. He has an incredible wingspan, uh, and he will make some circus-style catches up in the air, down low, side to side. He can do it all. I'm going to give him Hakeem Butler right here early in the second round. I like him. I'm so worried about drops. Yep. Me too. I... And this is more of like what I think the Jaguars will do. I think they will target some kind of receiver. Uh, For me, I would probably try to go somewhere else uh, without completely looking at the receiver board. I mean, Marquise Brown's available here at this spot. Um, I I think after that, as far as round one guys, uh, Miko Hardman, Scary Terry, Riley Ridley. Kelvin Harmon, those yep. are the next best receivers available. And I'm kind of low on Butler because of the drops, but a yeah, lot of too. people are not. A lot of they people think he well. might be the best receiver oh, in the class. Him. Right? So I'm going to give him here. I don't know that I would take that pick, but that's what I'm going to do. All right. He loves the office, so that helps as well. So yeah, That always helps. Yep. You're back on Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We gave him Josh Allen, the edge rusher in the first round. And we talked about interior linemen. Let's just stick with that. I'm going to give him Chris Lindstrom out of Boston College. Nasty guy who can play guard. Tampa Bay has got a lot of needs on this team. Uh, a lot more than I thought they did. And interior offensive linemen is definitely going to be one of them. So I'm going to go Chris Lindstrom right here. And I, I had someone tweet me today, and I knew that he would get picked. So I thought I would just address it here. Someone was like, I thought you didn't like Lindstrom. I, I think he's a top 50 player for me as of now. Is that right? Uh, yes, he is. So... I, I, 52, sorry. I just don't think he's great in a gap power scheme. If he's going to go run zone, especially inside outside zone, yeah, he gets to the second level very, very well. He just doesn't have a ton of power at the point of attack. So I do like Chris Lidstrom, especially there. Like I said, they have a ton of needs. A team that I'm up here at 40 with Buffalo guys. And I like, I thought, like, God, the Bills have a ton of needs. And then you start studying them for the draft show that we're doing for seven round mock drafts that I have to write. It's like they filled a ton of needs through free agency. They signed three offensive linemen. They signed a tight end. They they signed a bunch of receivers. They brought in John Brown. They got Zay Jones. They got Cole Beasley, Andre Roberts, who's probably more of a return man. They checked a lot of boxes through free agency that are at least stopgap points. But I still look at the secondary as an area of need, even after bringing in Kevin Johnson, Mo Alexander, and EJ Gaines. They need someone who could be a matchup player on the back end. I'm taking Nasir Adderley. I'm frankly surprised he's still on the board here. I think we maybe because I love him too. (laughs) Forgot about him because he's from Delaware. Uh, But man, I absolutely love what Adderley can do. I mean, he is fantastic playing over the top. Um, Just a great, great player. So I I really like him. I like that pick. Um, Man, I just got a weird email. And like, I don't know if you can hear me like struggling right here. I'm going to read the email. (laughs) <laughs> okay this is oh, weird God. what the fuck are we getting into here yeah this this, <laughs> this is not your not your not your father's mock draft right. monday <laughs> darren lee has been traded to the oakland raiders and it will be announced in the next 24 to 48 hours he's already booked on a flight to oakland huh. connor wow. live reaction <laughs> uh great <laughs> uh, that's good news um 
I'm not surprised. I mean, I know they've been trying to trade him for what feels like months. And if you don't believe me, they just gave CJ Mosley $16 million per year to play next to Avery Williamson in a 3-4. So I- I'm curious to the return. like now, And I'm also fascinated by the relationship of these teams. After the Kaleche Osemele trade, it's like clear that they're just swapping players that they don't have the need for anymore. So I, if that if that happens, and I totally believe it, Matt would know. Um, that's really good, and I hope the Jets can get their fifth-round pick back. I love that there are some people who are like, they don't text you anymore. They don't, like, nope, I'm still emailing your ass. <laughs> who does uh, that? Like, I can't tell you. Just gotta, wait, yeah, you I just got to that. Yeah, can we talk email. about that? I got an email. The email. <laughs> you better check your facts and see if anybody else is giving you information. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it could be, I mean, and here's the thing about email. It could be fake. So that's why I was like, I don't, I'll just read it to you guys so you know what I'm dealing with. But, um, yeah, that's the stuff I deal with. So it could be fake, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I'm buying it, but we'll see. It would be I mean, funny I, if it, it was. I don't even know. Like, the email thing is just hilarious. That's why I'm like, I think it might be fake. So I think it's probably fake. But the more I, like, sit here and think about it in the moment, it's probably fake. So anyway, Nasir Adderley to Buffalo at 40. This is a weird show. Uh, Connor, you're on the board. 41, the Denver Broncos. Yes. So I was stuck here, not going to lie. And I kind of went with this is a weird team because they got Drew Locke, which is great in round one for them. And I really wanted to bolster up the offensive line. And I don't like what's left on the interior here. So. And I'm not going to give them another Connor McGovern to play next to Connor McGovern. So I'm not, I'm not, I, w- I refuse. I refuse to do that. And they're interesting on you know in the secondary. They got to get the Chris Harris contract done. They got Bryce Callahan now in the nickel. Uh, I know they have Justin Simmons. They're starting at one safety spot, but I'm going to add to their safety talent here and get Deontay Thompson. And this is a fall for him in terms of where he was in September, and not a fall for him. This is kind of his sweet spot now. I think he's going to have to get bigger. I think he's going to have to stay healthy. But I think at 41, with his ball skills and range, and to play him, you know, interchangeable with Justin Simmons back there and those corners in front and a guy named Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, I think his ball skills can come in handy in this defense and be a takeaway machine. So I like the fit and I like the spot here. And the Broncos come away with the safety. Yeah, they need one. They got to get younger in that secondary cross board. Our guy, Chris Harris, is holding out. Yeah, that was my goal here. Just get a younger piece. And then I'm up again at 42, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I mean, weird team. They got Montez Sweat in round one of our mock draft. And we talked about how they might explore getting a quarterback. So maybe they won't have this pick if they trade up. But if they do, uh, if you know anything about, you know, Zach Taylor and the offenses he's been around, they'll probably want a mismatched piece. So I go with Irv Smith here. And I know we've talked about, he has a lot of developing to do. It's something we've talked about on this show. He, he's a decent athlete, and he's somebody that can play that Evan Ingram role as a bigger wide receiver. He's even smaller than him, though. But I, I like Irv Smith in you know a new-look offense they'll be building, and I just think it's it's a need for them. They need another big target in this offense, so they get Irv. I love it. Uh, Irv Smith is someone I'm like hesitant on, but I think this is actually a pretty good spot for him. Like this, I is, wouldn't take him in the top 40. Yeah, this so. is more where he should be picked. So... I like this. I like it a lot. Uh, let's take a break, and I'm going to send some text messages and figure out what the fuck's happening. And uh, <laughs> and then I'm on the clock with the Detroit Lions at 43. Okay, quick update. The 
Darren Lee stuff, someone's obviously trying to mess with me. I, during our break, talked to a couple people who would actually know, uh, as of now, no trade. So sorry for the panic that everybody's probably like, what? Not happening. 43, the Detroit Lions. Uh, I know that they signed Danny Amendola. They obviously have Kenny Galladay. I really, really like, and they have Marvin Jones. But I think this team needs a, a little bit of a kick in the ass at wide receiver. I'm going to take Marquise Hollywood Brown. They took Rashawn Gary in the first round, solved that pass rush uh, need at least. They checked the box. I know Melo and Connor are like, he ain't any good. But here they get a player who can be dangerous yards after the catch. I think Marquise Brown, had he not been hurt, we'd be talking about as a top 15 or 20 pick. So really, agree. really good value for Detroit here. Yeah, I think so too. I think he would be a first rounder. Uh, had he not getting injured, maybe even can get up into like receiver three area for some people. Uh, if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to have a good career. He's probably still going to add some bulk, but getting his value in the second round is nice. Yeah, he should give Nasir Adderley a call and steal your diet. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> right. I think Deontay Thompson did when you were talking about him. I realized he's up to like 195. So congratulations. The tacos are working. <laughs> Pick number 44, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to piss off every receiving target oh, that he has. Jesus. <laughs> so we gave them Nikhil Harry already. We gave him Devin Bush in the first round. I'm going to go with Dawson Knox here, and I know that people are going to say, well, we have Jimmy Graham. We just signed Martellus Lewis. Okay. (laughs) Neither of those guys can be on the field. You still need some guys who can go out and catch the ball for you. I don't think they're done with this tight end position. I think these are kind of some stopgap guys, but Dawson Knox could be a fix there, at least in this offense for the next four years. I think I like Dawson Knox more than Irv Smith, guys. I think you've been saying that for like two weeks. Okay, just making yeah. sure I got that out there. <laughs> I'll you say this. You just need this. to convince yourself. <laughs> that Packers trio in our mock draft of Devin Bush, Nikhil Harry, and Dawson Knox is by far my favorite draft. Yeah. Like, if I they mean, came out it, with their top three picks with those three, that'd be crazy. It would so, be. It'd almost be. Aaron Rodgers should like, be happy with that. Yeah, I don't think anything makes him happy anymore. So, <laughs> But he should be. That's an amazing trio. I I had so many like not nice things to say in that moment that I thought would be funny, and I'm just going to save them all. I'm just not going to say any of it. Melo, you're up again. 45, the Atlanta Falcons. You're going to take one of my favorite players in the whole class. So we talked about him um, off air quite a while ago, Matt. But the Atlanta Falcons, you know they're going to love length at corner, so I'm going to give them Justin Lane, who I really like. I wouldn't be surprised if he does not last this long. I think a lot of people are going to fall in love with his game kind of late and being a corner is going to shoot up his value. But at pick 45, he's still on the board, and I think Atlanta's going to fall in love with him too. I really like him. I mean, he's so physical. I think his technique has been hasn't been talked up enough. So you get Jonah Williams, Atlanta, and Justin Lane. That's a fantastic first two rounds. I'm up here, 46, the Washington Redskins. They took TJ Hawkinson in the first round. I think we're all assuming they will solve their quarterback need. Uh, via a trade. Um, and I'm actually going to have to change my pick on the fly because just in case oh, they okay. don't, I'm going to take Daniel Jones here. He's Woo! still on the board. No, ah. You guys hate him, but I'm going to take him here because they, we don't have them solving the need. And I will say this about Daniel Jones. I was texting Mello this the other day. I like him more than we've made fun of him. Like we've oh, joked 100%. about like, you know, like we've <laughs> joked about like he's not any good and he's Ryan Tannehill. I like him more than that. I think he's more like an Andy Dalton type guy, which is this is yeah. right where Andy Dalton was drafted. It's not great, 
but if you give him a structure, it can be good enough to win some ball games, which is right now what they have not done. So I'm not in any way trying to be like a Daniel Jones truther and be like, but guys, he's good. He's not that good, but I do think he's worth taking a chance on a round two. He's a second round quarterback, just like almost every other quarterback in this class. So I like the value here with the Redskins. If they can sit and get Daniel Jones, now we are doing this with no trade. So I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be a first rounder. I think he's going to go in the top 15. Yeah, I, the Redskins might get him at 15. But somebody is going to take him before pick 46 for sure. And I know that Connor and I have come out and said, like, we don't like him. There's no way in hell I would draft him. Uh, but if he's there in the second round, I might. Man, it's just, it's <laughs> unreal. I, I mean, I get it. I get it from the perspective here, Matt. Like, the spot, 46, and the team is just the fact that he's going to go in the first round. And it's just, I don't know. It's just that's just bad drafting, in my opinion. But anyways, moving on. Forty-seven Carolina Panthers. Andre Dillard in the first round. Now they uh, get some beef on the other side here, and Dexter Lawrence. I, I think this is, you know, it's been a weird season for Dexter Lawrence. Obviously missing the uh, the postseason because of the failed drug test, and I think he had expectations to play himself into a top five or top ten t- top ten pick uh, over the summer as really an an impact nose tackle. And I don't think he's been that, but I still think right as we get towards, you know, the top, the end of the top 50 here for Carolina, I think this is still a decent landing spot where he can really help their run defense. And for his size, he's still an explosive player. Yeah, he is. I, I really like, like that direction, you know, but I just don't know where the value is there. I I'm not ever dying on the hill of Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. Let's just be clear here. I, I know, is, like, dude, people have him round one, and it makes mm-hmm. me feel like I'm crazy sometimes because I'm like, I I want to just for transparency's sake, I have him at 44. So I feel like where you just took him is really good value, and I understand the need. I think that he is a bet that he's not just a first or second down guy. So yeah, that's yeah I, I mean, stuck. He, who was the guy the Chiefs had? Don Terry Poe. Yeah, that's who he's going to be. I just don't think that's a first round pick. I mean, four yeah. years, he's going to be pretty good. I think that body is probably going to start to break down. Being 340 pounds and trying to run around and do everything every day, that's probably pretty hard to do. I mean, I'm almost there. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> but I just can't imagine that body sustaining in the NFL. Yeah. All right. All right. 48th Miami Dolphins. Uh, this is probably my favorite pick of the draft for one of my least favorite teams. Sorry, Dolphins fans. David Montgomery. So they got Brian Burns and David Montgomery. Not in bad. The first round Burns. Yeah. I mean, that's like it's just incredible for them. So I, it's been such a a weird kind of dynamic in the backfield for Miami. And I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out this year. But I still think. They need a guy back there that they view as the workhorse guy. Yep. And I think wherever David Montgomery goes, he's going to be that guy. It just never felt like Kenyon Drake ever like got into that like role. And Kalen Balaj, I know people were like, yeah, you know, Gaston they needed happy tissues over his traits, but he never became a very good player. So if you're going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the ball, you might as well give him somebody to hand the ball to. Yeah, and two yeah. of our favorite players, uh, well, at least mine in this whole draft, get to go Without to Miami. Doubt. So congratulations. I know Tyler Warden's going to be pumped about that. Yeah, all right, 49. Yeah, no, Cle- that's great for them. Yeah, we need to get uh, tacos with him again soon. Yeah, we'll just probably whenever we're in town. Yeah, that was a good night. Uh, number 49, the Cleveland Browns. Their first pick in this draft, 
Round one is Odell Beckham. So I think you're happy with that pick, uh, Browns yeah. fans. Pick 17 yeah. overall. Yeah, right, and a shitty safety. Round two, I'm going to give you DeAndre Baker. They need another corner. Like, this is crazy when you look at the Browns. You're like, okay, they had some needs coming into the offseason, uh, but they got Odell Beckham, and they got Sheldon Richardson, and oh, also they picked up Olivier Vernon. So, uh, uh, yep, they're pretty good. Oh, and Kareem Hunt. So, yeah, pretty good team. They don't have very many needs left. I think another corner is one of those. Opposite Denzel Ward. Now you have two very physical players. DeAndre Ward is the best run defending corner in this class. He can also play some man coverage as well. I really like DeAndre Baker, and I know that he's going to fall in the draft for a variety of reasons. But at pick 49, if the Browns can get their hands on him, I think talent-wise, he's first round. So if you can keep him at 49, like, good job, Cleveland. You put him opposite Denzel Ward, you have two nasty corners for a very long time. All right, everything's been character with him. The film's great. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, maybe he'll be one of those guys where it's like, you know what? We overthought it. Or maybe not. We'll yeah. see, but I like it in that yeah. spot. All right, pick number 50 overall, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, gave them Cody Ford. He can play guard. He can play tackle in the first round. I'm going to go interior defensive lineman right here in the second. I'm going Jerry Tillery out of Notre Dame. I really like him and what he can do as a three-tech guy. Slide him in on that defensive line that has some talent already. And he's going to be able to do some things, help free up your linebackers and play in a very tough NFC North. I like that pick a lot. I like the direction that has gone for them with Jerry, with Jerry Tillery and Cody Ford. Jerry Tillery, if if he went late first round, I wouldn't be shocked. Like right. if the Rams took him at 31. Yeah, not at all. It wouldn't not surprise me. So him at 50, I think is good value. And as I, I was making the pick for Cleveland, I'm starting to think about my next pick when I'm on the clock. It's like, God, there's this is pretty good players because I think we have factored in the reach players, you know, like a, like a Hakeem Butler, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I, I will say this, man, if you're a team that has multiple round two picks this year, good fucking luck because there are some players like, yep. just don't, fall, don't mess if, it up. If you can hit on them, there are some really good players in this round, uh, especially pick number 51, Tennessee Titans. Chase Winovich, he is Vrabel 2.0. He's just a little bit shorter. They need an edge guy. We gave him DK Metcalf in the first round. If Chase Winovich is still here at 51, I like that pick for him because I think this is one of the best defensive players that came out of Michigan last year. Even if Devin Bush, comparing with Rashawn Gary, his production is going to be great. His production on the field was better at Michigan. I think it will be better in the NFL, and you can get him at 51 overall. I love that pick. I, I think when you look at that Tennessee front and they got Winovich and Harold Landry off the edge, that's a lot of speed, a lot of explosiveness, and some pretty relentless pass rushers. So I'm I'm all aboard on that one. I'm excited to talk to Winovich uh, when it, he'll be on the show Wednesday morning. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I, I yep. think I said that. Did I not? Oops. Okay, he is. Here's my favorite thing about Winovich. People who've never watched him play are like, yeah, he's like a try-hard lunch pail. Like, yep. you know, it's just code word. He ran a four five nine forty. He also had these are crazy times. He had a six nine four three cone and a four one one short shuttle. A four one one short shuttle is like fucking Superman running a mm-hmm. short shuttle. It's not real. I don't think. Like, I think they started the clock early or something. They, I saw something, and I'm this is terrible because I don't remember all the numbers. They put up his measurables against all the other edge rushers that have done similar things in the NFL. And it was like, like Von Miller, Von Miller yeah. and Khalil Mack and all these just elite pass rushers that weighed plus 250. He's going to be up there with them. I think he's an exceptional player. He's just going to be labeled as the white, gritty, 
try hard, and he's not. He's an exceptional athlete. Uh, yep, high motor. Yep, <laughs> yeah. I I really do like him. Um, the and he's one of those guys. Just like the more you watch, the more you fall in love with his tape. All right, fifty two. I am up the Pittsburgh Steelers. I originally was going to go with Lonnie Johnson here. I thought about like let's get like a long corner, someone who tested well. I think his stock is on the rise. And then I realized that Chauncey Gardner Johnson was still on the board. Mistake. Mm. Yeah. Gigan- I, <laughs> yeah. I like him so much better than Deontay Thompson. So Denver, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and for all the times we made fun of John Elway, I was somehow worse. Yeah. Hey, hey Ron, you done <laughs> fucked up, buddy. Uh, no, I love Chauncey Gardner Johnson. How is he there? I don't know. I, uh, but he was. So I'm Matt's taking cheating. him. He's yep. just, he's so versatile. I think he does get stuck in that versatility, though, because like if you were drafting yeah. a corner, you're not going to think about him. And if mm-hmm. you're drafting a like maybe a true safety, you're not going to think about him instead of realizing that he's like the honey badger. Yeah, I think that's a really good comp for him, too. I'm going to write it down. It was good. He's another guy that fell in the draft for one of reasons is because he didn't have like a true position. Well, who gives a shit once you get to the NFL? You can cover that exactly. up with different areas of depth and players on your roster. Go let him be free somewhere in the secondary. He's going to make plays for you, and he can hit. He's a thick-built safety. He can come up and play the run. I mean, he can shut guys down, and man, great pick here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thanks, guys. I like it when you acknowledge how smart I am by actually paying attention to who's on the board. Let's take a break. We come back. Connor's on the clock at 53 overall with the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, boys, we're back. And uh, the, the <laughs> off-air comments we should have just rolled through because they're hilarious of Mello being like, you better not fucking take People my guy. People are getting really testy here yeah. after that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at 52 pick, <laughs> 20 spots late. People are getting real testy. Well, so, all right, I'm on the clock with the Eagles, and I'm really happy about this pick here at 53. Miles Sanders, I think he is a top 40 player, an explosive running back. I know we talk him up all the time, and... I think the Eagles have a need here, and this is just the perfect fit in that offense. So, Miles Sanders, if, if this pick happened, he would be all over and at the top of the fantasy radar. I agree with you, and I, it seems like every year there's a running back that gets drafted somewhere, you know, late here in the second round or so, and they just produce. And I think Miles Sanders is going to be another guy that we're not really talking about, but I think he's going to be very productive, even with Jordan Howard. And there he catches the ball so well out of the backfield that I don't think that's an issue. I love Miles Sanders. And I, I admittedly was like late to that party or it feels like I was, but man, I, I really like the way he plays. I, he's my number three running back. And me too. And that says a lot because like, I fucking love Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery. So I compared him to Sonny Michelle. Yeah. I think he's maybe a little bit thicker than Sonny, but yeah, I like that comp. Because both of them, exceptional out of the backfield. Yep. All right. Uh, All right. You're up I'm again, on buddy. the clock again. 54 here. Houston, good Lord, do they still need offensive line help? I, I guess they're just telling Deshaun Watson, run around and figure it out. But <laughs> I'm going to try to figure it out myself here. Yadni could just, this is a fall for him. If you've been listening to Mock Draft Monday for the last five months, I remember whether it was me, Mello, or Matt, we would put him actually into the Panthers pick in the top 20 plenty mm-hmm. of times. So, and, and here's... I mean, here it is. You're spilling the tea on Kajust. He has been viewed as soft and a little lazy, and he's hurt now. That's what was coming out of the combine from not just one team, not just two teams. So I think he falls here. I think he falls outside the top 50, and I'm still a believer. I love his talent. He's athletic. I think he's strong, and I think he's versatile. I think he can play tackle or guard. So Houston has not had the best luck with offensive line, and they've also not had the best effort. And hopefully this swing for the fences works out for them here. 
I like it, man. I I do. I we like you said we were talking on air about off air about him. He's a good player, and his film is impressive at times. But there are also times where you're like, God, dude, just come on, try a little bit harder. So uh, he's an interesting cat for sure. Is he the one that? No, no, he wasn't. Never mind. All right, good story, Matt. Number 55, the Houston <laughs> Texans. So far, they have no offense. Yannick Adjust. I have to go defense here, and I'm going corner. This is where Lonnie Johnson comes off the board. Give me a long, physical, fast corner. He went 4-3 at his pro day at 6-2. They need a corner. Uh, Kareem Johnson did not work out there. Uh, they've lost guys like A.J. Boyan for agency in the past couple of years. So Aaron Colvin, Jonathan Joseph are both getting older. Uh, I think you got to get a dude like this. Even with Bradley Roby coming in to be your nickel, Lonnie Johnson could be your number one corner in a year or two. I, I really, truly believe that the sky's still the limit for him. I think so, too, especially if you can get him into uh, the right team and the right structure around him. That Kentucky secondary was nasty last year, and he was a large part of it. Uh, guys that were just nasty last year, let's go on. New England Patriots picking here at number 56 overall. Jaikai Polite is still on the board. And I think the New England Patriots are one of the only teams that can really take him and get him motivated to be the player that we saw at Florida and not the guy that we've seen go through this draft process because he was an elite-level pass rusher at Florida. We were talking about him going as high as pick 12 before. Yeah. Now he's sliding, sliding down the board. But if the Patriots can get his hands on him, I'm sorry, Connor. It just makes too much sense. <laughs> no, it, it makes so much sense because everything I love either dies or goes to the Patriots and <laughs> succeeds. So this is the perfect, perfect pick in that spot. And he would have 12 sacks every year. And 12, not 12 of them, four of them would be on Sam Darnold. So <laughs> yeah, maybe 12. Maybe 12. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe yeah. 12. And it's like, it is one of those things that's unfair. And I remember it used to always be the Ravens. This would happen to them. And like just good players would fall to the Ravens to be like, right. why? Ed Reed would just be sitting right. there. Terrell Ray Suggs. Yep. To, yeah. It'd be like, how does this happen? And it, it feels like in this mock draft, at least this is happening with the Patriots because you guys, they have, I, I picked Paris Campbell at 32. Now they get Jaikai Polite and I'm up at 64 with them and I got my eye on somebody good. So, yeah. And this was the pick that I was very nervous. I thought Matt was going to steal Polite from me right in front here with the Texans because I could see them going after an edge rusher too. And behind the scenes look here at what we're doing, we have the draft order. We just haven't typed in any players. Right. I got a little ahead of myself and I put in Jaikai Polite. And then I'm like, you better not fucking steal him from me. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what else to do with the Patriots pick here. So don't do it. I should have on principle taken. <laughs> I'm up again. Pick 57. The Philadelphia Eagles. Speaking of like teams that have just had guys fall to them. They desperately need a middle linebacker. And they get Mac Wilson here, who I think is still a very good linebacker. He's he's kind of limited. He's not in the same group uh, with the Devons, but he's still a very good linebacker. And if you can get him at pick 57, he's probably going to be your day one starter at middle linebacker. Uh, I like him a lot. Uh, I don't know why he I, maybe because he went to Alabama, but he's so much more athletic than he gets credit for. I think people just think that he's like this old school thumper who really can't play. Uh, between that the sidelines and he can. I mean, he has really, really good range. So I like Mac Wilson there. Uh, 58 Dallas Cowboys, their first pick. They traded their first rounder and got a pretty good player in uh, Amari Cooper. They need help on the defensive line, even with Tank Lawrence, a rumor to have signed a five-year extension. I'm going to go LJ Collier from TCU. He's all you, you got to do is pack a bag and move across town. It's a short drive from Fort Worth to Dallas. And I think LJ Collier can play defensive end. I think he can play some defensive tackle. 
He probably should have been the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, especially if you talk to Cody Ford about it. So uh, LJ Collier, I like, though. I think he tested well. He played well. He's just an impactful dude. So getting him, you know, 6'2", 280, 35-inch arm length, like he can play a little bit of everywhere for you. Yeah, and that pick, I like him there a little better there than the first round talk that was going on a month or two ago. Yeah, I think same. he's a, you know, so I, I like that spot. Um all right, Indianapolis Colts, 59th overall here. Let's get some wide receiver help. I know they Jesus, went out they need it. and signed Devin Funches to a one-year deal. That's not enough here. So go get a guy that absolutely wins in the red zone time and time again and tested way better than anyone expected. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, he had a great senior year at Stanford. Like I said, he, he can box you out in the red zone, but I think he could be way more effective in between the 20s than people give him credit for. I really like this player, but more importantly, I absolutely love this fit. And if the Colts walk out of these, you know, first two rounds with Jeffrey Simmons, Jonathan Abram, and JJ Arcega Whiteside, they just got a hell of a lot tougher. Yeah, they did, man. JJ Arcega Whiteside's pro day had people going crazy too. Like his pro day was really good. I I had a dream about this. I had a dream that the uh, that I had to like do radio about it. And I was like, well, I think that was only 35 yards, the 40. And then everybody from Stanford got mad at me. But now that here we are in the real world, I think it might have been 35 yards. He's not you, that fast. You would say something like that, too. It would, yeah, Brad. it's very me. Um, that's a great pick for them, man. The Jeffrey Simmons, Jonathan Abram, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, they got the three J's in there. They can all ball. So that's a, a very, very good draft for Chris Ballard. You're up again, man, the Los Angeles Chargers. The three J's. What a haul for the Colts. 60th yeah. overall, Los Angeles Chargers. Mecole Hardman. Let's get them some speed. Boy. I, I know I, this is my guy, and I know this wide receiver core has talent, but they don't have somebody like this. I mean, when you guys talked to him, he was like, listen, I've run in the four twos before. I believe it. He is that fast on film. He could be a gadget player. He could be a vertical threat. Phillip Rivers has plenty left in the tank. Go get him a vertical guy like this that, you could get him going on screens, too. I mean, he'll take the ball to the house, and he plays special teams, too. He's returned punts and kicks there. So I love Nicole Hardman, and I think, once again, this is his sweet spot here at the end of the second round. I like I like him so much more than the guy your Jets got in Fred C. Jamison Crowder. Like I think some people that's, have like they're similar in some usage ways. Like Maybe that's a, a model you know, as a return man, a receiver, who he could be in the pros. I think Mikol's like if Tyree Kill had a like a half brother. I know yeah, I'm like, with you on that. Yep. I mean, he's just like his so best fast. is yet to come. Yeah. That's the thing with Mikol. Like everyone looks at the Georgia offense, and this has happened to Riley Ridley too. It, there's only so many touches there in the pass game to go around. Right. They're just not that kind of team. So I look at Mikol and I'm like, I mean, he's got he's a five star recruit for a reason. He's got five star athleticism, great character, great work ethic, and. Uh, you look at him there, and it's like, okay, he's going to be very successful in the NFL. Yeah, he absolutely is. Uh, I am up at 61. Our Kansas City Chiefs mellow. They took Garrett Bradbury in the first round. And as you said, I don't know if he makes it that far now. No, we'll um, probably need to redo that yeah, one. Probably, uh, how about next Monday? We will. Uh, at 61, though, I'm going to give them the pass rush they need with a player that's actually been in Kansas City visiting. Jalen Ferguson goes here. He's been I everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he really has. Yeah, he's like that damn country song. I've been everywhere, man. You know that song? Johnny, <laughs> I thought you were going to go Old Town Road. It's not Old Town Road. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it is so, <laughs> that song won't get out of my head. It right is now. everywhere. I was singing it when I walked in the office today, um, which is not a bad there, problem to have. Is there a person in this world that doesn't like that song? I feel like it, don't even label it as a country song. It's every genre. I bet my girlfriend has not heard it. 
is she living wow. under a rock? She's <laughs> she's that out of touch with like pop culture. No, she took a social media break this weekend. So I bet. bullshit. She's been tweeting at us. <laughs> oh, you're right. Bullshit. Call her out. Call her out. I'm going to. I'm I will. Text her right now. I'm literally going to tweet social yeah. media break. Huh? Yeah, do it. God, do it. Not Please to throw it. this on. Throw her under the bus, but. She does this all the time. She'd be like, all right, bye, Facebook. Yeah. But you can see when people are on oh, Facebook. she's on there. <laughs> she's on there all the time. Like, but I was only on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Still social media. Uh, she's the best. Okay, Jalen Ferguson, they need a pass rusher, as you all know. And I think he could play 4-3 defensive end. I do believe that's his best position. So yep. even with Emmanuel Ogba coming in, even with the ascension of uh, Breland Speaks to, we hope, a starter level next year, Jalen Ferguson's a huge need. I don't know that he makes it this far. That's a pretty far fall. Yeah, to with the off field, I don't know. In the bad testing, like Connor says, that boy's still running his three cone. But man, he <sighs> is guy. his film Some is tell him good. To stop. Like that's the problem. Like his no, film you're, is good. He, he converts speed to power. Like mm-hmm. he can he can drop tackles on their ass. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, I like that pick though. As a, a true Kansas City Chief fan here, uh, if you can get Bradbury in the first round and then Ferguson, I think you've addressed two pretty big needs. And then they have another pick coming up here at sixty-three. Uh, before we get there though, sixty-two, the New Orleans Saints they did not have a first-round pick, so I really feel they need to hit at this position. I'm going to go offense. I'm going to go scary Terry out of Ohio scary State. Terry. Pair him up. Uh, with their other Ohio State receiver. I think that gives Drew Brees another target. You know they want to win now. So if they can get another target on here, it's going to really work out for them. They do need another receiver, like, desperately. And why not have two Ohio State guys? You got Michael Thomas on one side, Scary Terry running streaks on the other. And a lot of people I've seen have him in the first round. I think it was Mel Kuyper put Scary Terry in the first round. I don't like him there. I don't like him that much. But second round, into the second round, New Orleans Saints, he could probably be a pro bowler in this offense. Well, if Mel said it, I you got to consider it, <laughs> right? I mean, he's the type of player that he'd go to the Saints and he would catch like 70 passes every year. Yeah. That's, that's exactly the kind of player he is. Super high floor player. All right. Next up, Kansas City Chiefs, their last pick in the second round. 63 overall. I don't love the corners here, which has been pretty much the case with the Kansas City Chiefs draft this whole uh, offseason. So I'm going to give him safety Juan Thornhill, and I'm pretty sure you guys are higher on him than I am. So why don't you sell me on Juan Thornhill? Well, he's played some corner. Um, you know, he's six foot one, 202 pounds. I actually just wrote his draft 400 scouting report. If you want me to pull it up for you, I can. I've got the time. Um, he, I, I think he's a very good coverage player who you didn't like him at the senior bowl. I remember you turning mm-hmm. to me and like, this is the dude. And like, he kind of played smaller than he actually is. So I think that's one of the concerns. But as someone who I expect that Tyron Matthews is going to play a little more like matchup box safety, I think Juan Thornhill can be that over-the-top guy. So just some of my notes, he's got ball production, 13 interceptions, 26 passes defense in college. He ran a 4-4-2, so he has recovery speed. He's got very good instincts for a true single high free safety. On the bottom side, he gives up too much of a cushion at times played smaller in person than we expected um, and isn't always someone who challenges quarterbacks with his positioning and coverage. But I had him as a a round two grade, an impact rookie, and I compared him to Marcus May. So someone who could come in and wow, play pretty early. Should have done that for all these players. That's a lot of notes. You just take over. (laughs) (laughs) That's big praise, though. Yeah. Yeah, I like Juan Thornhill. I do. I think he'll be. I mean, Marcus May was a second round pick. So yeah, and this is the end 
second to last pick. Yeah. All right, 64 overall. I did not put a player in this doc, and Connor's fucking with me typing in Ryan Finley. I'm not, <laughs> you know, man, like, I don't like Ryan Finley. And some people, uh, someone actually tweeted at us today, and it feels like sometimes I see the mean tweets, and the guy was like, all you do on stick football is hedge about players, which I think is ridiculous because we are very outspoken about the players we like and don't like. I don't like Ryan Finley. If he becomes a good starter in the NFL, I'll donate $500 to the charity of your guy's choice. He's not. He's, he has no arm. He has no awareness. So, no, I wouldn't take him. I don't care where anyone else ranks him in the whole world unless Bill Belichick, even if Bill Belichick was like, Matt, he's a second rounder. I'm not going to believe him. You know who is a second rounder, though? Jarrett Stidham. And I'm taking oh him for the God. New England Patriots. Yeah, fucking of love course. Jarrett Stidham here. <laughs> Quarterback of the future. You go from one beautiful man to another. He's <laughs> tough. He reminds me of Jimmy Garoppolo in college a lot. You know, he has some ability to get out of the pocket and make plays. Um, really, uh, I, I think the best football is ahead of him because he transferred from Baylor when the terrible situation went down there. And then he gets to Auburn, has one good year, and then Auburn has nothing. Like, they have no talent around him. And I, I think that really affected his play this year. So I'm willing to take a bit of a bet on Jarrett Stidham at pick 64. I At pick 64, yeah. Hell yeah. I, I really think that he could go top around two. So to, for the New England Patriots to get him at 64 is just ridiculous, but it, it makes too much sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I are you sure you don't want Ryan Finley there? Or, uh, <laughs> I'm positive. Or Trace McSorley? Uh, are you sure I can't nope. get you into that Ryan Finley pick? Handles Trace real could be gun. the next Edelman for he, you. Yeah, right? And I'll take him in the sixth round. You know, where was Edelman picked? Was he? he might be drafting him too high. Yeah. Uh, Edelman was a f- seventh round pick. Okay. I'm good with that. That's where I'll take him. All right. That is, that's our show. Wow. That went by quickly. It really did. After did it? it really does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after the, uh, <laughs> after the Dalton Reisner episode, the fake news in my email, I think it went by quickly. That was a good show. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, I get and to it's now. good to get into the second round because it, it shows you some trends there. Like, yeah, everybody every year is like, oh, you know, that player won't either the player won't be there or that's not his range. And then we're sitting here and we're like, damn, somebody's got to fall here. So, and some guys, some of the picks we didn't know what to do. So it's it's tough on the clock and it's going to be fun on draft night when this happens. Can you hear someone calling me right now? <laughs> That, no, is it Darren Lee on, on the plane no, phone? No, <laughs> it isn't. It's an NFL executive calling me right now. I'm showing Mello my phone. So Mello would tell you guys if I was bullshitting because Mello actually he loves calling me out on my shit. Answer it. I, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you're stick to football. This is Matt. Like, total shock jock him. Oh, God, that, that would, would be, be terrible. <laughs> would the be funniest be fucking bad. thing. <laughs> and then I would lose that source forever and probably get punched in the face at the senior bowl. I think I could take him. It'd be fine. All right, that's our show. It got a little weird tonight, but we're all exhausted. The draft is in three weeks. In three weeks, you will know who your team picked. We'll be telling you if it was a good pick or bad pick. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter, YouTube, and the Bleach Report app for all three days of the draft. For Melo and Connor, this is Matt. We'll be back Wednesday morning with Chase Winovich. And don't forget about Connor Stick to Football Short with Tyree Jackson on Tuesday morning. You definitely want to check that out. It's not called the short because Connor is short. It's just because it's a short show, I promise. All right, love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.